Welcome to the Trust Your Gut Podcast. I'm your host, Demi Fair. Here we dive into the world of the mind-body connection, exploring the gut-brain axis, microbiome, and nervous system while harnessing the power of intuition and connection to spirit. If you struggle with chronic digestive and mental stress and are tired of trying just one more diet or supplement to address your symptoms, then this is the place for you. Join me as we learn from the world of science and medicine, but also from nature, our own inner knowing, and personal stories. Thank you for tuning in, and now it's time to trust your gut. Hello and welcome back to the Trust Your Gut podcast. This is the first episode of the new year, 2023. And if you caught the last episode from last week as we were wrapping up the year, I was just realizing that it has been one year of recording this podcast, which is so sweet. In my very first episode, I expressed that I had wanted to create a podcast for many, many, many years. Maybe it was six, seven, eight, nine years. I don't know. But I found so much support when I was really in the depths of my health issues and my gut health issues. And I found podcasts to be extremely helpful, validating, and supportive for me. And I also really first started loving podcasts through storytelling podcasts and being able to just kind of enter into these people's stories of their humanness and their human experience. And I just fell in love with the podcast platform. So it's really cool to be here today realizing that I've been doing it for one year and I really, really love it. And I'm just so grateful for all of you who tune in and listen. Thank you so much for supporting this show. I hope to continue doing this for many years and keep offering really helpful quality information that might support someone like you who was in the same position as me who found a lot of validation and resonance in many different podcasts. So all that being said, if there's anything you want to hear about on this podcast, any questions you have, any topics you want me to dive into, anything about me and my personal story, please let me know. I would love to hear from you and create things that would be of interest to you and of support to you. The best way to let me know is to hop over to Instagram. You can send me a DM there, or if you're on TikTok, you can send me a DM there. I think you can send DMs on TikTok, right? I'm not totally sure about everything on TikTok. Um, If you are not on social media, You can also send me an email at trustyourguthealth at gmail.com. And I do have a Facebook for Trust Your Gut. I think it's trustyourgut.health. I'm not on Facebook, but you can reach out to me through there and I will get the message. 
So before I get into today's topic, I want to make sure that you know my upcoming program, Gut Brain Healing Toolkit, is opening very soon, likely the very beginning of February. I will be announcing that date within the next two weeks. I am getting all the last minute pieces in place, adding some final touches, and making sure the date will align with my energy and my schedule. So I'm really excited to put this out into the world. It's really the entire culmination and foundation of everything that I teach, which has come from a lifetime of lived experience and embodied wisdom, navigating chronic gut brain issues, and from my training in nutritional therapy and my training in somatic experiencing and working with the nervous system and the body and my past studies around the mind-body connection and countless, countless, countless years at this point of research on microbiome health and the digestive process and gut health practices, how to optimize all those things, and we will also explore how to connect to intuition. And of course, a huge part of this program is learning how our nervous system, our personal nervous system responses, how they are, what they feel like for us, why they are, making connections to why we have these chronic symptoms, really getting to the root cause, which is not SIBO or dysbiosis. Those are things that have come from an environment that has been created by something else. So we're going to uncover what created that environment in the first place and heal on a much deeper level. The whole point of this program is that you're going to walk away feeling empowered in your healing and feeling resilient towards any of these symptoms that might come up or stressors that might come up in your life and understand and connect to your body in a much deeper, deeper way. You're going to learn the language of your body and of your nervous system and walk away with an entire toolkit of resources and tools that you can use to help heal and feel your best and navigate anything that might come up like a symptom flare or a trigger. So I really believe this is the most holistic and comprehensive approach to gut brain healing and I have not found another program like this out there anywhere in the world. So I'm very excited to offer this. If you like what I talk about here on the podcast, if you happen to follow me on social media and you like what I talk about in my videos there, if these things resonate with you, and if you've struggled with chronic gut brain issues, you know, chronic digestive issues, and also navigate anxiety or depression or obsessive thinking, then this program is going to be for you, especially if you've tried a lot of different protocols and a lot of different diets and different meditations etc. and you're not finding the relief that you desire. So you can find out more about this by going down to the link in the show notes. There's a page that will walk you through everything that's part of the program, all the bonuses, all the features, all the modules, and that's where you can get on the wait list. Everyone on the wait list will be first to be offered a spot a day or two before the official opening of the program. And those who join the program for this very first round are going to receive 50% off the price. This is also a really great opportunity to 
do a little digging uh, into your gut health with me one-on-one. Everyone who's part of the program will get a stool test included in their price and then a one-on-one with me to go over your stool test results and other health concerns that you have so I can help give you a little bit of extra support. And of course, there's an option to upgrade to more one-on-one sessions with me throughout the program, but there'll also be amazing community I hope, I hope to bring together an amazing community of people who are going through similar things who can support each other and help provide that beautiful level of communal healing and co-regulation, which is essential for trauma healing. So go check that out in the show notes. And my last announcement before getting into the juice of today is about my free quiz. If you don't know about your nervous system, if you're not really sure about like what nervous system states you're in or what nervous system states even are or what they feel like, or you're kind of curious how they might be impacting your gut health and your mental health, a great way to find out more and a great place to start is by taking my free quiz. This is going to tell you what your likely dominant nervous system state is and exactly how it impacts your physical, mental, emotional, and digestive health. I'm going to break that all down for you and then provide you with tools you can use right away and every day to start feeling better. They're beautiful somatic tools you can incorporate into your day-to-day life that will give you really sustainable, lasting impact. So go check that out. That's also down in the show notes. All right, let's get into today's topic. So we are going to talk about exercise and gut health. And this is something I've wanted to make an episode on for a little while because this was actually a really big part of my gut healing. And it was also a really big problem. <laughs> I'd say it was a really big problem, <laughs> mostly. And I was just wrapping up a section in the Gut Brain Healing Toolkit about movement and exercise. So it inspired me to come on and make this episode talking a little bit about exercise and gut health. So this one can be a bit of a confusing one because in general, we all know exercise is good for you. There's a few things that we're told, like that widespread health knowledge, and one of them is exercise. Exercise is good for you. You got to get exercise. And if I think about what maybe is like some of the most commonly like shared information is this idea of like you need to exercise more and eat less, especially when it comes to weight loss. So there's sometimes this idea that like more and more exercise is good. Now, when it comes to gut health, the type of exercise that you get, the duration, the intensity, and the balance of all those things is what really matters. So when it comes to looking at health, I really love looking at more primitive humans or even some of our more ancestral humans and how we have lived for the majority of our time on the planet because I think we can take a lot of cues from how we moved and slept and ate etc 
And when it comes to exercise, typically in like hunter-gatherer societies, it was that we did a lot of variation of movement. It was diverse and varied depending on what we needed to do to get our needs met. So whether we needed to go and fetch water or go forage or carry children or carry other goods, you know, the lifting of things and carrying of heavy things and walking for a while to gather these materials or building of shelter or hunting, which might have been more intense, strenuous activity, but it would have been balanced with times of complete rest and, and not hunting. Um, even more time to be in like communal dance or communal gathering. So when we take cues from that, we see that there was a lot of movement throughout the day and there was a lot of variety and diversity. And when we look at our modern day, we see that we live a much more sedentary lifestyle than really we ever have before. Many people work remotely now. Many people work on computer screens all day or in offices. Many people commute to get wherever they need to be. And it is a lot more sitting, which our bodies just don't really thrive off of. So if there's one thing that I'm going to recommend when it comes to exercise is to not worry so much about getting, you know, the good, intense workout, but to just get as much movement as you can throughout the day. And it doesn't need to necessarily be a structured exercise routine. That all being said, many of us love doing something that's more structured or gets our heart rate up more or requires us to like get a good workout. And that definitely has a lot of benefits. And this is where there is a bit of a fine line when it comes to gut health. So when it comes to moderate intensity exercise, so that's going to be things like going for a hike, going for a walk, doing like a bicycle ride where you're not going like too intense, you know, maybe under 10 miles per hour maybe a yoga class, maybe some strength training, things like that are shown to help increase microbiome diversity. But once we start to get into strenuous exercise that is too intense or for too long or too often, this is when we start to see detriments to the microbiome. Now, of course, strenuous exercise is going to be things like HIIT workouts, CrossFit, some like functional fitness circuit training. It might be um, running. We might be athletes who do races or like long endurance things. It can be a lot of the sports that we do like basketball, soccer, football, tennis. Um, it could be outdoor activities like skiing or mountain biking trail running, mountaineering, you know, so these are things that we're getting our heart rate elevated for, you know, longer periods of time or we have these really intense sprints of like all out exertion. Now, this is not that these things are bad, but we just have to watch how often we're doing it because strenuous exercise like this is a stressor. 
It's a stress on the body. Our body can't tell the difference between stressors. So it can't tell the difference between an intentional HIIT workout that we want to go do versus a lion chasing us. So it's fine to go and do these things, but we need to keep in mind what our current stress bucket is. So our stress bucket is our allostatic load. That's how many stressors we have filling up our bucket in any given day or any given week. And if we're under a lot of stress, if our bucket is pretty full because we've had a really busy, demanding day at work or we had a fight with our partner or our child is driving us crazy or we got really poor sleep or we didn't eat enough food or and our blood sugar is all over the place because we skipped breakfast or we've had too much caffeine or we have unprocessed trauma or we're under chronic stress or our nervous system is dysregulated, then when we add on really intense exercise to that, it might put our bucket into a state of overflowing. That stress on our body is no longer a good stress, but it's becoming a bad stress. And this is the main thing is that the strenuous exercise itself is not a bad thing, but the stress that it causes to the body it will impact the microbiome because stress impacts the microbiome. It releases stress hormones such as cortisol. And when we have these increased levels of cortisol, we start to see issues like leaky gut and the diversity of our gut bacteria becoming disrupted. So we can see an example of this when we think about runner's diarrhea. If you've ever heard about runner's diarrhea, this is a really common phenomenon in people who are competitive runners or endurance athletes who during races sometimes get hit with runner's diarrhea, which looks like, you know, loose stools, cramps, stomach pain, nausea, and vomiting. And maybe you've experienced something like that before where you had like a really intense workout or you were doing something outside all day and like some sort of like mountain activity that you love and you started to get some issues going on with your stomach. And that is exactly why, because it is a stressor on the body. So, of course, as with any stressor and the increase of stress hormones like cortisol, you know, and how that might impact our body, because if we're having too much cortisol, it's going to impact directly physical aspects of the gut, like the gut lining or the microbiome itself. But of course, something else that's happening here is these high levels of stress are putting us into a heightened state of fight or flight. So when we're in that state for too long, or you know, we were already in that state a bit today and then we went and did an intense workout and now we're like really feeling activated in that state, whether we're aware of it or not, but that's where our body is, then this is contributing to us being potentially in some dysregulation or at least spending more time in fight or flight, which as we know, inhibits digestion. It decreases motility and decreases secretion, so we're not breaking down our food very well. And we're going to see some issues with our bowel movements and probably experience things like bloating, gas, stomach pain, cramps, etc. So the main point I am driving home here today is that nothing is quote-unquote bad for you 
but it really is going to come down to you being aware of what your allostatic load is or what how full your stress bucket is and what's going to serve you best. And we can typically do this well if we're finding a good balance and we're aiming to do that varied, diverse amount of exercise and movement like we would have done in hunter-gatherer times, right? So if we really like to have strenuous exercise or maybe we're an athlete, maybe it's our profession, like we're a competitive athlete or maybe we're a mountain guide. I work with a lot of mountain guides. Or we do activities where we like to be outside doing things all day long, like in the mountains or on the water. Maybe we kayak or we are a skier or a mountain biker or a rock climber. You know, that's not to say that those things are bad. For some people, those are their profession. That's essential to them. I know for me, those are essential things to me. I need to be able to go out and ski all day or mountain bike all day or or hike and backpack all day and not feel that it's a detriment to my body. So the key here is like if that is you, if you like strenuous exercise or maybe you have goals with your fitness, that just keep in mind that you're looking for a balance. So if you're doing like high intensity things like multiple days in a row, that may not be serving you super well. If you've had like a really, you know, a big push in the mountains or a really big day or like a couple days of skiing, maybe you want to balance it out with some yoga and some walking. And really the key is going to be making sure you're getting enough time to rest and repair. So your sleep is prioritized and is good and is of quality. And you're taking that time to slow down and do other nourishing activities that are slow, like going for a walk or just doing yoga or just stretching. Or maybe you don't need to do anything at all and you just need to rest. So as with everything, we're just trying to strike a balance. But I think in our culture, we kind of have this mentality that we need to like push it and like there's all these body image things that get wrapped up and like feeling like we really like need to go get a really intense exercise or like we feel like we're not getting enough benefit if we're not doing that. And I'm just here to like give you a little reminder that that's not really true and that that might be more detrimental to you and it could be causing you to have a bunch of your gut issues that you're having if you're over exercising and running your body into the ground and not getting enough rest and relaxation and not getting enough diversity and variation in your movements. So I just want to do a little story time here about my experience with this whole realm because as I mentioned this is been um, a huge this was a huge issue for me in the past and I feel like I'm at a, a turning page right now which is another reason I was inspired to make this episode so I started to work out in high school and I don't remember if the motivation was because it made me feel good and like more focused for my day and able to do everything. I, I think that was a part of it. But if I'm being really honest, I think probably the biggest motivation was to be thin 
So I guess this is a good time to give a disclaimer that if you're triggered by like eating disorders, disordered eating talk, that you could just skip ahead through the next couple minutes of this episode. It was cool because I I started doing yoga at 15 and I started going to the gym and just like doing my own workouts um, throughout high school and I think it made me feel really good and made me feel like I had energy to, you know, go to school, go to work, do, um, I had a lot of rehearsals for different, uh, plays and musicals I was in and whatnot. Um, but you know, underneath that all was, uh, some really bad body image issues and disordered eating habits and a desire to be really thin. I remember it kind of evolving to this point where I was like running five days a week and man, I started to have some knee pains sometimes after running. And, and luckily I switched from like the treadmill, treadmill, treadmill um, into trail running, which I think was a really uh, important thing in transitioning my connection to nature. But um, I just felt like I had to do that or yeah, I felt like I had to do that or I feared that I would get, I would gain weight is what, what my fear was. If I missed one of those days of running or working out five days a week, I I was convinced I would gain weight just from missing one of those days. So I had a very disordered view of my body and of exercise. And another positive thing around this time is this is when, you know, so I see this as like 19. I remember that specifically. And I think I was starting to go to yoga again. So that was really good. And I started to backpack and do like multiple night backpacking trips. And so that was really cool because I was starting to, you know, carry all my own weight on my back. And it felt, I felt strong. And I loved being out in the mountains. They gave me so, so much. And so it was this kind of view of like looking at exercise. Like I don't even know if I thought of it as exercise. It was like the experience of going out into the mountains. And, you know, I got to like move my body and use it in this way that felt really good. And they think that really helped me start to view my body in more of like, wow, my body is strong. Look what it can do for me versus this like, I want to be thin or like have the perfect body. So backpacking was kind of an initial shift around that that really helped me. So I feel like that kept unfolding and I started to discover like mountaineering and uh, rock climbing when I was going to the university and I loved going to the bouldering gym and then I started to learn how to climb outside and and it really started to shift into this like, wow, I like feeling strong, like I can do all these things. And during that time, I started to get into CrossFit at the gym at my university. And again, that was this like, wow, feeling strong. But there was this like intensity behind it that I really loved. Like I'd even go to this like boot camp class and I loved like how the student instructor would like yell and it just like pumped me up. But I definitely started to do it a lot and I wasn't sleeping enough at university. I was partying a lot. I was drinking a lot. Um, You know, you're just so busy at university too, like classes and work, etc. 
And then I was still struggling with digestive issues. And so I was trying, um, I was trying this specific diet that cut out like all sugars. It was like a candida diet. And so I lost a lot of weight or got really like fit. And I was doing these like intense CrossFit classes. And sometimes I do CrossFit class and I would have ridden my bike to school and back. And then I'd ride my bike down to the bouldering gym and boulder. And I could just see how I was starting this over-exercising pattern then. And I don't remember if this was after my dad died or before, but it definitely coincided. I think it was after my dad died. Um, I came back from my last quarter of college or university, and I really um, I started this kind of candida diet thing and uh, started the CrossFit thing and just focused on getting really strong. So after that, I graduated and started my travels and went on like my first like real rock climbing trip and then went and traveled and I I gained weight in that first year of traveling because I was just on the road and I was eating a lot of different things and I think there was definitely inflammation going on in my gut. I had a lot of gut bugs that first year of travel through Nepal and India and Southeast Asia. And so I really experienced for the first time letting go of that need to exercise just because I was in a lot of places. There wasn't a lot of opportunity to go exercise and my body changed a lot in that year. So I came out of this space of like, crossfit and climbing and like running and all this stuff where I had like probably been like the most fit I'd ever been into this year of travel where my gut went through a lot and my body went through a lot of changes and I really just had to soften and kind of surrender to that and I remember going to different Ayurvedic doctors and someone who like was some guru I met and someone else I met on the street who read birth charts and like some um, intuitive painting person. I did a, I explored a lot of the healing arts this first year of travel. Um, you know, being in Nepal and India and Southeast Asia, it's very accessible. And I remember so many of these people telling me the same thing. Your digestive issues are because you need to learn how to slow down. You need to learn you need to learn how to be in your feminine energy. It's so funny to me today because it's like still the thing I'm working on. <laughs> and that was my first insight to, oh wow, I have a lot of masculine energy, like just that go, 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 need to like be strong, do, accomplish, like really be in control, be in charge. And I was really uncomfortable being in that feminine energy of just like being able to soften, being able to be a little bit more relaxed and go with the flow of things and so I actually had a little bit of a shift then where I was like okay I think I need more yoga and I need more feminine energy in my life and you know all that like exercise and oh I was like that's not serving me so that all happened but you know having my body shift like that and like feeling that weight gain and like just feeling like super bloated and having all these digestive issues from like everything my gut went through in Asia, it was really hard, right? It was like really hard for that part of my my mental health that had that 
control of needing to like be in control and being like obsessive about the the exercising and the the body image stuff. So I was okay for a little while and just found that I kind of like was recalibrating back and then I moved to Australia and my gut issues were just like really flared up after this time in Asia and I moved to this new city and I didn't know anyone there and it was really hard to meet new people it was a really big city and I just kind of turned back to those old habits like I didn't feel good in my body because I was constipated and I was bloated and I was unable to like go to the bathroom and I just felt horrible and so everything kind of got reignited like a little bit of the orthorexia the obsession with healthy eating I was very dedicated to different diets like low FODMAP diet and GAPS and autoimmune paleo and like making all my own things to make sure that if I was eating nut butter that the you know the almonds were soaked and dehydrated first and um I started to exercise a lot. I found this thing called F45. If any of you listen know what it is, it's like this functional fitness training, but it's like 45 minutes, but you're doing these like high intensity circuits. And like, there's something about that that I love. I love that kind of like high intensity when you're with a group of people and you're just like going all out. Like, I do really love that. But I started to like do that a lot and I was bike commuting everywhere, and I was doing like my own high intensity workouts in the park, and then I might have also been doing some climbing at this time at the gym or yoga, and it was just like exercise was something I could do like when I was feeling loneliness and, you know, when I was feeling bad about my body, and again, I got extremely fit and probably, you know, the the thinnest I'd ever been. But I lost my period. So this was the first time I'd ever experienced like amenorrhea, which is, you know, losing your period. That's what that's what that's called. And my anxiety was at an all-time high. My libido was like non-existent. Um I just felt extremely irritable and my partner and I started to have just a lot of conflict and I just really didn't feel good. Like my, I just remember like coming home in the evening or being home in the evening and just being like exhausted, like having no energy at all. And I don't know exactly what was happening with my gut health, but it probably was fake feeling good just because like... I wasn't eating enough to be bloated enough or something, Um, but I was not feeling good. I think I was also like not eating enough carbs and I was doing all this intense exercise and it just ended up being a really bad place to be. Losing your period is a really, really bad sign. Um, Our period as women really is a, a a window into our health each month. So if you lose your period, then something is going on. 
and that will impact your hormones and our hormones and our gut health are linked as well. So it wasn't any surprise that I think I did a stool test around then and I was seeing a lot of stuff going on. So that was kind of that re-sparking of some of that over-exercising. And then luckily I was able to recognize that and really put intention behind slowing down my exercise and eating more and eating more carbs and I got my period back. I went to New Zealand for a year after that and (laughs) it's funny because I went and saw a naturopath there and one of the things she said to me was that I really needed to focus on slowing down not doing such intense exercises, doing more yoga, doing more walks, just reading a book or drinking a cup of tea and zoning out and really focusing on my nervous system health and my adrenal health. I totally forgot about this until like a month ago, I found some old papers from, um, you know, health info. And I was like, oh yeah, the same message has been coming to me over and over again from both external sources and internal sources. So I was doing some um, like boot camp style classes there um, and climbing a lot. And I remember just like really finding a better balance with all those things and slowing down. And really from there, you know, I um, feel like I've worked a lot over the last years to find a better balance. And after My last stint of travel that sent me down to South America into some very intense climbing down in Patagonia and El Sheltan um, and some long, um, intense journeys into the Andes of Peru and just being traveling for a while, um, I returned home with a body that did not feel good and felt very tired with a gut that felt very unhappy um, and some extra weight on me, very natural to fluctuate, especially when traveling. And my focus once I got back was to just slow down. And I just started to do exercise that felt good to me, which meant not doing any of those intense classes, but literally it was like, I love mountain biking. I'm going to go out mountain biking. or I want to go for a hike or I love going to yoga class or I'm going to go rock climbing in the gym or I'm going to go skiing. I just started to focus on doing the activities outdoors that I love to do. And that has been one of the biggest things that has helped me reach the most optimal gut health I've ever had the last couple years was to stop exercise, to, to start exercising less. And I focused on eating more, eating enough, eating macro balanced meals. And it's the opposite of the information that you're told. And I made a podcast episode all about this. So you've probably heard a little bit of this information. Or if you want to hear more, go check that out. I don't know the number, but it's about how I lost weight by exercising less and eating more and focusing on my nervous system. Because, right, all that over-exercising is stress on the body. It's telling the nervous system that I need to be in fight or flight ready to run from this threat or stressor. It's, you know, pumping out cortisol, which is just sending my body into that fight or flight. So by slowing down and exercising less and finding a better balance with exercise and with movement, it's really helped me balance my nervous system and bring a lot of healing to my gut. And yes, as a side thing, I 
lost weight and like I've just come into a place with my body that feels really, really sustainable where I'm able to do all the activities that I enjoy and feel, you know, strong and capable and also eat in a way that doesn't feel restrictive but feels supportive to my body and that is huge. I don't really ever struggle with over-exercising and I do a lot of big days. I ski a lot. I do ski mountaineering, climb up mountains. I do a lot of scrambling. I do some long like fast days in the mountains. I mountain bike. Uh, I do a lot of athletic pursuits that are kind of intense and strenuous but I've learned how to support my body best through them and make sure I am getting that balance of rest and repair and slower things like walks or hikes or yoga or just completely nothing. So that's a bit about my journey there and just to see the results from finding that better balance and exercise after being through the over-exercising and into a kind of swung the other way where I like I think I didn't even do anything for a while and just really let my body rest and then started to find my joy and like the outdoor activities I was doing as my way of exercising and when I didn't do that then I was resting and now it's cool because I actually just signed up today for a like a special at a local functional fitness gym that has a little bit more like strength training and high intensity stuff. And I feel really ready for that. And I feel like it's a thing that I can now incorporate into my life a little bit. And the reason I want to do it is so that I feel stronger skiing. That's really the reason I want to do it. So I feel stronger skiing or mountain biking or climbing mountains or walking up mountains with heavy packs so that it can support the activities that I truly love to do, that I want to feel strong for. And that's such a beautiful mindset shift than from the past of just wanting to be first thin or wanting to just have that really lean muscular body or using it as a way to feel in control or deal with my anxiety or deal with my loneliness or whatever it may be. Not to mention, I have lived a lot of my life in a flight response, which is the response of needing to go and do and move. And so I think it has been a coping mechanism as well. Not that it's a bad coping mechanism, but as always, we need to watch that balance. So I think I'm going to leave it there for today. Um, If you have any questions that have arisen from this episode, you can reach out to me by all the ways that I mentioned at the start of the episode. And most of those links are down below. And to summarize... The point I'm driving home in this episode today is if you have chronic gut issues and you are doing a lot of high intensity exercise or strenuous exercise for whatever reason, whether that is your profession, you're an athlete who loves it, it's what you feel like you should do or what society tells you to do or it's because you want a certain body or just because you have fitness goals if you're doing that type of exercise and you're having a lot of flare-ups in your gut and you get really real with yourself and you notice 
a lot of the other areas in your life where there might be stress or that your stress bucket might be kind of full or even overflowing. Or you get really real with yourself and you notice that you're not getting good quality sleep or you're not really getting the rest and recovery that you need or maybe it's not quite balanced, maybe it's not varied enough then it might be time to just assess if that exercise is really supporting you. And if it's something that you maybe can't change because it is your profession, then finding ways to support your body best through it so it's not so detrimental to your gut health. Because remember, stress is stress is stress. The body is unable to tell what the stressor is. It's just going to feel like stress to the body, even if it is a quote-unquote good stress or something we're doing as a positive thing for our health. We need to be really real with ourselves about if it is being detrimental to our health and to our gut at the moment, and then make some adjustments so that we can find a better balance and support our gut health. And those adjustments might look at stopping intense exercise altogether for a certain period of time. It might look like reducing the amount that you're doing. It might look like pacing things out a little bit. So you're making sure to incorporate more rest and recovery days in between. It might look like getting your nutrition dialed and making sure like you're eating enough. It might look like focusing on your sleep. It might look like hiring someone to help you. Thank you so, so much for tuning in to this episode. I hope that was helpful for you. Thank you for letting me share about my experience in the realm of exercise. And I hope you have a regulated and resilient day. Before you go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe, leave a rating or review, and share it. That helps it reach others who will benefit from this information. So much gratitude for you. Have a beautiful day.